This is your announcer, Chuck Landington. Welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Grammy nominations were announced, and poor Alex Skolnick wasn't nominated for Best Hip Hop Performance. Don't worry, pal, at least you got a metal nomination. What? He didn't get one of those? Oh well at least the Chaz nomination finally came through. What's that? He struck out there as well. Oh dear. Sorry Alex, better luck next year I guess. The Metal Injection live cast starts now. There's always oh, who cares? Here. It's the Metal Injection live cast. The Grammy nominees were announced, but let's introduce ourselves. We have Soul Train Award Sydney. We have NAACP Award Noah. We have Kennedy Center Honor Darren and Rock and Roll Induction Raba. It's the Metal Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Reduction Raba. What's up? Reduction uh, Raba? Yeah, it's right. It's the Rock and Roll Risk. Reduction Raba. <laughs> I'm the only so one that they should call Metal Injection. I couldn't, I, I couldn't find an award show that starts with a, a D, Durinsky. So I gave you the prestigious Kennedy Center honors. Uh, clearly, you should have gone with the Oscars. The <laughs> <laughs> <Da> Oscars, Darren. <laughs> All right. And uh, give us your award show alliteration name by giving us a ring. 213-WIDE-NUT. That's 213-943-3688. My voice is returning. Uh, it was gone for a little bit, but uh, thank you for dealing with my high pitchness. Yeah, you were almost, we did a Patreon episode uh, over the past few days and you were gone. Like your voice was shot. So that's an partying? exciting thing for our Patreon subscribers. And uh, I was not partying, I wish. Uh, but yeah, speaking of our Patreon, you know, if you love yourself, some live casts. And of course, all of our archives are available wherever podcasts are downloadable. All nearly 600 episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or I guess it's called Apple Podcasts now. I feel like such an old. Uh, and all the other places, Stitcher, all those wonderful spots to get podcasts. But if you want a little extra, our Patreon, We've been doing about two bonus episodes a month. Patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast for about five bucks a month. This month, we reviewed the Borat movie and the, the Borat sequel, I should say, and the Bill and Ted threequel. So those are available on our Patreon now. And last month, we did two horror movies. We did Trick or Treat. I believe we did a watch along of Trick or Treat, I should say, and a watch along of uh, Cannibal Holocaust. So you could just hang out and watch a movie with us. Uh, Patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast for that. Um, Rob, would you I have say breaking oh, news? Go ahead. Oh. Excuse me, Darren. I think go it's ahead. important because it goes along with what Rob was talking about. Uh, this week, SiriusXM brought over podcasts to the SiriusXM app. So now you can listen to the Metal Injection live cast through the Sirius XM app. Take that. Weird. Take that liquid metal. I'm back. <laughs> Wait, let's see. Hold on. I'm like. I'm back and not earning any money from it. Extra. That's true. Yeah. Just well, how they wanted, Rob. No. Well, like uh, what we, we, earn we would be earning it. the ad revenue for that runs on our podcast. Yeah. Right, right. All right. Come on. It was just a joke about you getting fired. It was a bad joke. Don't, don't overthink. Oh, it was a bad joke. Wow. You're a bad joke. <laughs> I'm not the one that oh, got wow. fired from Sirius. 
This was the first time I've heard that. I gotta tell you. Well, Rob, don't don't cry. Don't shed a tear because your Squared Circle Pit podcast is also available on Sirius XM. Excellent. Oh. Excellent. Um, uh, weird. And so, but we we mentioned uh, Chuck Blandington mentioned the Grammy Awards at the top of the show. Uh, although also mentioning, I don't understand this vendetta Chuck has against Alex Skolnick. I'm a big fan of Alex Skolnick uh, and, and his metal band and his jazz band. And, uh, Not the yeah. hip hop. Well, I think it's, uh, Alex didn't give him good service when he uh, when he ate at Chipotle. So <laughs> he's he's upset about. Oh, that. stop it! He didn't stuff the burrito enough for him. <laughs> right? I felt like he was overpaying. I get it. There was hairs in it. Well, so the Grammy nominations were announced today. And in the era of COVID, I feel um, nothing has lost more relevancy than award shows. Ratings are have like completely tanked for them. And it's just who cares? You know, like no one's going to go out of their way to show up. You can't like all the performances are essentially just music videos because they're all you know pre-taped so that means they might actually sound good well i mean they would already have been playing to a track most likely uh but uh the you know i don't know it's just it's not the same right have you guys how do you in general do you guys care about award shows i miss especially about music uh, award shows i miss the old grammys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, the Grammys in general have always been the like one of the most boring award shows. The longest speeches in the world. <laughs> don't feel the same. Maybe in like another time in, in like U.S. history, like before the internet and stuff like that. Like maybe that was like a fun thing to watch, but now it's just like a way for overly paid celebrities to pat themselves on the back and like give each other awards. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just an excuse to sell ads for the network that it's on. Uh, and to answer your question, I feel like, especially the Oscars, more than anything, was like Burger King to me. It just looked always looked good. I would tune in, and when I was done, I was like, "Why did I watch that?" Boring right. as fuck. I like the MTV Awards, the Video Music Awards. That seemed like an entertaining. Like when you were sure. a wee lad? When I was still? a kid, like 20 years ago. Okay. Now not so much. And as a metalhead, the Grammys are even more frustrating because the award isn't even on the main show. Well, have... That just means you don't have to bother watching the main show. It saves you a lot of time. That's fair. My work is done before the show even starts. Yeah. Unless there's like a Metallica with Lady Gaga. Or like and, a guy from Mastodon gets removed from the ceremony. <laughs> and you have to write about all, all great highlights. Yeah. Uh, and I love just seeing all these metal dudes wear their like goth tuxedos, you know, like, you know, like everyone in Megadeth here, you see when, when Davis Dane finally won the Grammy. Uh, we, we talked about it at the time, but, you know, he was lobbying so hard to win a Grammy. He was positioning himself as the Susan Lucci of the Grammys. So was his hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how low you are on the totem pole when you are emulating Susan Lucci of your field. Yeah. Uh, because they were nominated so many times and, and he would always not win. And uh, 
like to me here here's how i feel about it's like a nice award to win but it doesn't it doesn't really mean anything but it's like a nice little accolade you could add on to your pitch grammy award winning dave mustaine exactly you probably get like a little bump in ad in uh album sales that week following just because your name was out there right well before morse okay so wow megadeth were nominated 11 times before (laughs) before mustaine won before megadeth won in 2017 for dystopia Mm-hmm. Of all the tracks to win for, like so, they to put a cover in, of that Rihanna song. Right? I want to Utopia. So the first time, the first time Megadeth were nominated, were in 1991. And what's so weird about this? I was talking to Sid about it earlier. We were looking at the previous nominees. Oh, all of us were talking about it actually. And some years there were both tracks singles. And albums nominated in the same category, like an album would go against one track, which is just shows how little they give a fuck about this category or gave a fuck at the time. Now, at least it's all just singles. Uh, so in 1991, the first time Megadeth was nominated for Best Metal Performance, uh, the other nominees that lost were Anthrax, Persistence of Time, Judas Priest, Painkiller, Megadeth nominated as Rust in Peace, Suicidal Tendencies, Lights, Camera, Revolution. Four incredible albums. Four, you know, albums people still listen to to this day. All four of them lost to Metallica, Stone Cold Crazy. Not even an original Metallica song, a a cover. A B-side, a cover B-side. That's can you and like all like rusted piece painkiller like persistence of time even these are like some of their best albums ever and they lost to it like like they really they're taking this so seriously like wow the Grammys finally recognizes like what like they gave it to a cover it doesn't make sense it's like What's- you can't even get mad about it because it's so stupid. I feel like it, it must have been like voters that didn't like metal. They were just like, oh, I could listen to these whole albums or just this one song. Let me vote for the one song. It's way less of a time commitment. Check. Well, that, oh, so now I'm looking the following year, 1992, mm-hmm. uh, Megadeth submit Hangar 18, which is a single. It's a, it's a song from Rust in Peace, right? So they de- And that got nominated. They're double dipping here. I'm going to keep uh, trying. So, oh my God, Anthrax's B side compilation, Attack of the Killer Bees, got nominated. That was really good. Uh, Motorhead, their album 1916, Soundgarden, Bad Motofinger. And so, a Megadeth single lost to Metallica's Black Album. <laughs> <laughs> the following year. So, I, that's so amazing because so Metallica wins with a single beating Megadeth's album. And Dave's like, I know what I'll do. I'll follow their plan. Next year, I'll nominate a single against their album. And it still does. Well, God, he must have been so bad. It's amazing. The follow. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. James Jeff. Hetfield's on the Academy. He's, <laughs> he's fucking with Dave. 
Uh, and then the following year, they're nominated for a Countdown to Extinction and lose to Nine Inch Nail Wish, which is just a single. great song. But yeah. yeah, I don't even know if like that should be in the metal category as much as I love it. Like no insult to the song. Following year, again, Angry Again, uh, the Megadeth song from the last Action Hero soundtrack. <laughs> Megadeth will just song. any of it. Yeah, I like that yeah. song. Lo- loses to Ozzy Osbourne, I Don't Want to Change the World, live. A live <laughs> version. <laughs> Next year, he loses to a demo. <laughs> Some really good songs nominated in, in Next this year. Next year, he loses to that, like, Parrot Beak band. <laughs> Hate, Beak. Hate, Hate Beak. Hate Beak. Next year, he loses to, like, some shit that James Hetfield scrawled on a napkin that never became a song, even. <laughs> the following year, one of my favorite Megadeth songs is nominated for a Grammy, 99 Ways to Die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like on the Beavis yeah. and Butthead album. Uh, also or nominated Hidden Treasures. Hidden, yes. Yeah. But at that time, it was on the... Like Hidden mm. Treasures came later, right? Did it? Uh, I thought it was like the same around the same time. No, they released it on the Beavis and Butthead album, and then mm-hmm. like f- like five or ten years later, he put out an album of all his B sides from different things, and that was Hidden Treasures. Oh. So other other nominees that year: Liar from Rollins Band. This is in '95. Pantera, I'm Broken, one of the best right. Pantera songs. Uh, Bring the Noise Live, <laughs> Anthrax and Public Enemy. Lost to Soundgarden, Spoon Man. Great song, but is it a metal song? Not at all. Yeah. You know what's exactly. funny is I remember, I don't know if this was actually their acceptance speech or maybe an interview shortly after, but uh, like Chris Cornell was like, yeah, I don't know. We're not fucking metal. What is this? This is the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard. It changed, I guess it's just like how the label submitted the the tracks, you know? Was but I there- think. I think I was his acceptance speech, actually, like saying that this is we're not metal. What are you doing? <laughs> are, is the hard rock, rock and metal like are do they squash it all into one category? Oh, that's a great point. Great question. Uh, initially, it was presented as the best hard rock metal performance. Uh, and then uh, eventually it was split, split off into. uh metal performance and then combined back into hard rock and metal so for this whole time it's been metal performance then in 2012 switched back to hard rock metal and recently back to just metal is there a separate hard rock category there's a rock category best rock performance is in that it's just the rock five times uh no this this (laughs) this year it's it's all like it's Fiona Apple, what? Phoebe Bridges, Big Thief. Bridgers. Bridgers. Is it Bridgers or Bridges? Is there an R in I there? I thought it was Bridges. Uh, anyway, so for this year's nominee, in the last few years, I feel like they've been doing better. The, uh, I think like one year an old Judas Priest li- in 2010, a Judas Priest live track for uh, be like actually good new songs like a lamb of god song a megadeth song (laughs) and a slayer song again and And in 2015 tenacious d (laughs) one which is like come on they like metal that counts right does that get them in i guess it was like they mentioned dio in songs 
That's something. Anthrax have did Anthrax ever win? They got they're like they're now the Susan Lucci of. Could you explain <laughs> to every listener we have that's under forty years old what a Susan Lucci is? That's a great point. Susan Lucci is a a commercial saleswoman who also happened to be an actress. Like most people in New York, because she was in like every car commercial or whatever. Uh, but then also she was on daytime soap operas and there was a annual daytime Emmy award show. And so she was on this show for whatever, you know, 20 years and she would be nominated every year for whatever category she would be in best lead actress in a soap or whatever. And she lost every year and it became like a running gag to the point where it's now a trope where you like if you're nominated multiple years in a row and you don't win an award, you're like the Susan Lucci of that category. I think it's crazy to think of a time when soap operas were so prominent that an actress who was just known for losing an award for a soap opera was like just common knowledge and like a reference. Well, she, was all, she was just all, she was also like a pop culture but personality. Of the soap opera she was on. Yeah. Can but it, it's think like of a single soap opera actor currently. Like, can you name even one? Well, I think it's just because reality TV, it's like, it was the reality TV of its time. Sort of. I could see that. It's like, like how Kim Kardashian, you know, she was a reality star, but then she did all these other things because she had the reality show yeah. like that's fair kind of like what i feel like uh the but there's hardly any left there's hardly any soaps left there were like 20 on at the same time back then yeah and now uh, i think two. now uh, they're probably doing more because like i keep seeing like uh these streaming networks are ordering some to be some new episodes to be made of like revived ones of, on oh, cbs really? and peacock i did wow. not know yeah. that are you sure they're not just showing old ones in perpetuity? Like- no, no, no. They're they're making new ones because they're oh, so. Goodness. What's crazy is they used to do it uh, by uh, Noah and and my old high school, mm-hmm. uh, Murrow. There was an old NBC studio there, and they where they would shoot the Cosby Show, and then they just that, closed it. Yeah, and it was it it looked like. I don't know. It looked like so ominous too. You would never think it was a studio. Yeah, it was it just a brown box with an NBC logo on it. There used to be a big Hollywood. Uh, they would shoot Hollywood films there for a while until like the '60s. Then oh. it became an NBC studio, and they shot all, basically almost every NBC show there. Then after a while, the only one left shooting there was soap operas and Bill Cosby. <laughs> I was a little kid. I used to like drive past there. Like, you know, my parents would take a shopping or whatever. And we drive past that building, and I would just assume, Oh, that must be where like NBC holds all their gear before <laughs> they drive it to Manhattan where they That's, actually film the stuff. Like yes. I couldn't process that that neighborhood would have a TV studio. So it must've just been storage. I used to see Theo at the, like some Tempest Bledsoe, but usually Theo no would way. go to the pizza store right there. Wow. Like, well, that was probably when I was in uh, junior high or high school. Just Do you think him and Peter Steele were ever at the same pizza place? <laughs> I, I think I, I feel like Peter Steele is probably more of a like recluse than him. You know, maybe they. I don't think. He'd but maybe going. Peter Steele used to watch the Cosby Show, and he was a big fan, and <laughs> would walk up to him. <laughs> There's got to be a picture out there slice. somewhere. <laughs> I think. I think maybe they were like. 
maybe they were friends, you know, from the pizza shop. And Theo would go to them like, hey, I think we should write my friend into the show. It'd be fun. And then they did, oh a, you know, they, they did a background check and we're like, no, Theo, sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was a lost typo negative episode. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been pretty great, though. Like, like uh, Denise he, comes home with like Peter Steele, her <laughs> boyfriend. Yes. She puts him in a Gordon Gartrell shirt. <laughs> Gives Rudy a pep talk. <laughs> oh my God. This Tells her to, to follow her dreams. <laughs> and then Bill Cosby. Cosby puts a roofie in his beard. Oh. Or something. Takes some pictures and puts them in Playgirl. The thing is, the yeah, roofie. So close. The roofie does, doesn't even affect Peter Steele. It just goes right through him. Yeah. Well, you know how many you need like horse tranquilizer to, to fuck him up? He's like seven foot ten. Uh, two one three wide net if you were ever on the Cosby show or a victim of Bill Cosby. <laughs> that's our phone number. Two one three nine four three three six eight eight. So this year's nominees for the Grammys. Yes. Uh I wanted to mention this. I wanted to mention. Uh, a good amount of nominees. We have Body Count with Bum Rush, uh, Code Orange with Underneath, In This Moment, The In Between, Poppy with Blood Money, and Power Trip, Executioner's Tax, Swing of the Axe, Live. Now, I know uh, we were, you know, riffing on on live tracks but i think the exception should be made this year to not riff on it and or rather they should follow the trend and the live track should win as a tribute to late power trip frontman riley gale i think power trip should win i mean it's pretty ironic that the band with a dead guy has a live track <laughs> that's all i've got I've never actually heard them. They're probably fine. They're very good. They're great. Do we want to hear like a few a few seconds yeah. of each track? Let's thrash them yes. or trash them. We'll be the judge of who gets the Grammy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's do it in alphabetical order. Are you insisting we award bonus points for the dead guy, or are we doing this just based on the merit of the song? Oh, just on the song. Okay. Nobody vote for Dave Mustaine. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, Megadeth not nominated this. Was the beer, their beer nominated in the musical beer category? No. Total fucking Duclaw. I'm going to keep it to 30 seconds, by the way, every song. Crank the volume a tad. Okay. There we go. get it i think it's a great song that album is really good the last two body count albums have been incredible and uh i think the producer that he's working with will putney is is awesome and he really gets the sound that ice should be 
sounding like yeah you know. it sounds way different than that first album like it's you know that first album it's so poorly produced even though it's a great album it's just like mm-hmm. tinny and i don't know so then here's code orange with underneath i'm gonna scan ahead let's take a good look at you oh wait is that your netflix yeah <laughs> Last draw. Didn't we see Code Orange at one of the? Those yeah, this WWE was also a, a theme to one of the NXT shows. Here's the hook. We had somebody from this band on the show, right? Yep. Well, that was when we when we got moved down to like ringside because your friend, right? That was the same show. We we're yep. sitting in like mediocre seats, and then your friend said, "Hey, let's come sit ringside," and we we're like one row from the mm-hmm. from the front row or something. Well, it was more like uh, my friend was down there, and I was like, "Hey, are there any empty seats in your area?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, there are." And oh, I, I, like, thought he, I thought and we oh, just I remembered that wrong. I thought we just sat next there. to him because he had empty seats like available, like his seats. Oh, I gave you a little too much too much credit there. <laughs> connections. Uh, well, I mean, we got there, didn't we? Yes, <laughs> at our Here, own risk. Here's in this moment. Well, no, he helped me out. He tipped me off. In this moment, that's not in metal. That's metal. This is this is nominated in the best metal. Sounds like Imagine Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we have her on the show too? Yeah, we've had Maria on the show. Grammy nominated alumni here. Yeah, I remember. Like, what she that was metal. What she was promoting. This doesn't sound like metal. That was just like a little bit of it. It's sort of growly. It got yeah. It dips in and out. Of like metal and hard rock. We didn't play a a representative sample. We were in the wrong moment. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Here's another favorite of mine, Poppy, Blood Money, also another NXT. Oh, I didn't know that. I... Keep telling yourself that you've been 
All right. Yeah. Why did they choose and that song? That's the one they submitted. I mean, it worked. It got nominated somehow. At all. And then, None uh, of those songs were bad or anything. It's just. Yeah, it was like, was that really metal? Uh, that should have been more in the pop category. No? Well, I think there's less competition in the metal category. That's why they submitted it. You know. This is Power Trip? Yes. And then this is Power Trip. Are there vocals or was this recorded after he died? Oh, stop it. (laughs) There were supposed to be vocals. (laughs) Taylor, I didn't get it in in time. been a really rough year for metal five best songs we could find oof I, good. it's fine yeah I mean I don't hear this and think it needs to be given an award necessarily so those are the picks who would you pick I would pick the one that sounded like immediately recognizable as metal which is the last one but they're all they're not none of them are bad songs Mm-hmm. But I'm picking for a medal for a medal award. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to pick the medal. I mean, you're telling me some of these songs like kick in and they're more metally later. I mean, that's I'd have to listen to the whole song then. Is so? Is this category just because I haven't really kept up with the Grammys too well? Is it metal or is it rock and metal? Best metal performance is the name oh. of the category. They did away with best rock and metal the first year, right? Because that was the Jethro Tell thing. And they eventually they went back to it in uh, 2012 or, oh. or 2011 when they merged a few categories. <laughs> but then they, they, they then removed it a few years after. So now it's just metal. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go with Power Trip also. I guess like Code Orange are pretty good, but they already won a Grammy, right? No, they lost the tool last year. They were nominated. They were Lucheed. Yeah, I think I think Power Trip's song is definitely like more competitive when it comes to metal, at least in. It's a nice story. It's a nice story. story. Yeah, because he died. You mean? Yeah. It's a nice little tribute to him. Oh, Sid's, Sid's about to say something very harsh. I could well, see no, it on his I, face. I, no, I, I thought too. I was not particularly amused by any of the songs, but just, be, you know, I have a friend who's a metal blogger. So the best story would be Power Trip winning. So then he could post the audio of his dipshit bandmates crying about him dying. And it'll get a lot of hits on the website. So let's throw Rob a bone. Let's give it to Power Trip. So he has something Jeez, to post. Wow. Fuck how did you. he die? COVID? What happened? Do we know? Do we assume a drug overdose? Uh, we don't know. 
Uh, we don't know. I don't know if it was a drug overdose. There's there. They haven't said. They've been very. Uh, but safe to say, it wasn't like leukemia. I don't know that. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's you. Usually, they tell you right away if it's like something like that. Maybe you caught leukemia from a toilet seat. You don't know. Oh, no. you're, you're speculating here. So. Yeah, that's what I do. No consequences for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just wildly speculate about how some random guy died. You don't run a metal site. What do you? That's care? right. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Blabbermouth, you listening? Aggregate this. <laughs> Friend of metal injection accuses Riley Gale of that's his name Riley Gale is that it look at me I knew the guy's name so who do you know his name while he was alive what sounds like an Instagram uh, uh, model yeah (laughs) Riley Gale or Crystal Gale's grandson let's move on let's move on let's move on this is I don't want I don't like where this is going who do you pick which of these said we got power trip power trip okay it's unanimous Bob who do you pick yeah I pick power trip can I pick Soundgarden? <laughs> yes. Another deadly singer. It's a good story. It's a good story. It's a good story. They're all dead. Uh, no, they're not all dead. <laughs> is, all, is it just Chris Cornell that's dead? I think so. Yes. Okay. At the moment. We don't know. Uh, I haven't checked the news. <laughs> Who are the Thale? news? Kim Thale alive? He's alive. Alive and kicking. Be the one that I would have guessed would die first. He looked pretty rough even back in the day. Like a like a third Uso brother. He looked very like a like a Samoan wrestler. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. I remember like when I actually Soundgarden's uh, Super Unknown was my first CD that I ever got, and I just remember like flipping through the book, and you know back then we didn't have internet and stuff like that, and just like reading Kim Thale, I was like. Whoa, there's a girl in the band. <laughs> so cool. And then when I found out it was a man, you know, like when you look at the at the photo of the lineup and eventually I, I realized it was a man, I just it was the first like female name that I heard on a man. Hmm. Huh. Ever heard of Alice Cooper? I don't know if I knew Alice Cooper back then. I was you like know, in in fourth grade or something like that. I was gonna ask you because I, I I thought Super Unknown came out in 1994. Like, I figured you would have CDs before that. Weren't you like 12 or something? 1994. I came to this country when I was seven in 1990. Plus, so I was 11. Mm-hmm. I was around 11. And uh, no, I mean, we didn't. I think before that, I just had some Guns N' Roses tapes. Mm-hmm. And, tapes were the shit. Because singles. Yeah. Yep. And I think my brother had the cds and stuff but like my own cd was that one i would go like it was sort of like a ritual to go get the new metallica tape to get it on tape where would you get it from Uh, there was a record store not that far away from where i lived good old zigzag you know music oh music i wasn't that close to zigzag um i worked right down the block from zigzag i wonder what that guy's doing the old like the Owner of Zigzag Records, uh, one of the most iconic Brooklyn caricature figures because he had a skullet, <laughs> but like the skullet, so you know, bald on top, long, 
but also he had the thinnest hair, so it'd be like it'd be like Homer Simpson hair long. <laughs> he would have just the zigzag like Homer had around. Yeah, his head. that's, <laughs> that's what it was. So and, you know, I I used to work at a supermarket in the area, and he would shop there. Oh my god! And, and the fashions would just—he well, had be the, the cut-off denim shorts. Yes. And then and flip flops. <laughs> oh no! Well, you guys, I just got a relevant tweet here. Uh, the owner of Zigzag just got a lifetime Grammy over Dave Mustaine. I <laughs> heard about this lifetime achievement award. But you know, Zigzag is the place where I got my first metal shirts. So you know, every I, I think like a lot of people have like very coming of age metal stories at that store. So. It's, it's, it's you got your first metal shirt you said my metal merge yes oh merge i didn't even know they sold merge there yeah they had a, a t-shirt rack did they have a nice rack <laughs> it was, it's that an all right selection you went through the rack a lot i went through the <laughs> i touched the felt up the rack <laughs> uh, uh no the music factory was the one that i would go to I know. Uh, I used to buy vinyl there when I was really young. Oh, that's awesome! A thing. There was also oh, the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz. Well, the Wiz had shitty music. The Wiz just mm. had like the top just the, forty the pop shit. stuff. Yeah, they didn't really have. Do people know what the Wiz is? Even like Susan Lucci. I feel like that's an. <laughs> yeah. Nobody beats the Wiz was like uh, like a '80s equivalent to Best Buy. I would say. Do you remember the song in the commercial? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody beats, beats the, whiz. the whiz. Nobody, nobody beats the whiz. whiz. That's it. That's the whole song. Yeah. That was the song. Nobody. And then Biz Marquis uh, made a song with that, but he made it Nobody Beats the Biz. And that was the hook to it. I wonder if we could play the Nobody Beats the Whiz song. It's be yeah, I found it. But not yep. get copyrighted, I meant. Oh, it's, it should no. be all right. They don't exist. Even owns the rights to that anymore. That's got to be just out in the ether at this point. Yeah, the Wiz isn't even a thing. They got. Yeah. They went bankrupt. Here we go. Very. Be across the street from Nobody King's Plaza. Don't miss the sensational sharp home entertainment sale at the Wiz. Every sharp VCR, rack system, portable microwave, and TV yeah. is on sale during the sharpest Columbus Week sale ever. Nobody beats the Wiz on the sharp VHS VCR with wireless remote, unreal at two hundred eighty-eight dollars. On the sharp high-tech nineteen-inch color Progress. TV with remote, unstoppable at two hundred ninety-nine dollars. On the sharp AM/FM cassette breakaway, yeah, at forty-seven dollars. Whoa, beats that's the a good deal. Well, that's like three hundred and fifty dollars. Columbus Week sale now at all eleven Wiz stores. Nobody beats the Wiz. What is that? What was that related video with the <laughs> with the fucking banana in the corner? What is that? <laughs> what oh, is no. that? Yeah. Oh my god! It's a different commercial. Nightmare fuel. Oh, it's like a compilation. Where you can find this shit. Yeah. Yeah, we don't gotta watch. Yeah. But funny. let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. What other ones we got? Wait, here? what's the grand opening one? Oh, we definitely got to do both of this port, this yes. hip hop version. We got to do too. Oh, Rex and Nobody beats the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz. Oh, we can't like I just want to say, so the old TVs were like CRT screens. So whoever did this design needs to be fired. They put a purple background with red text over it. Like it just bleeds into itself. Like, no, it's completely unreadable. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, and the Sony stereo cassette Super Walkman unmatched at $69. Nobody beats the wind. It was a new one. Grand opening of 
morning day, we're all stories be there. The Wiz was stories throughout Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, and Newark. Now, if you don't put me down, I'm going to miss a grand opening of the newest Wiz store at the corner of 6th Avenue and 31st Street. All right, let's see this. That was King Kong holding a woman, and like they dubbed it over that they were going to the Wiz. This is a recent the master. This has to be right before they closed. All right, here we go. Great music happening. Good Plus friends chilling. A fat afternoon. A fat afternoon. <laughs> the party's over. I remember this. Part. Check your this week at Nobody Beats the Wiz Circular and get the 411 on the hottest selection of affordable portables around. Affordable portables. So crank up the tunes and say hello to summer. Nobody beats the Wiz. I got to tell a little story about the Wiz. If you guys don't mind, very briefly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a second story, story I, heard, I heard from somebody I used to work with. I think oh, I talked lovely. about this person before. It was a, a, a guy who performed as a drag queen on the side after, like at nights, you know, after having worked in this record store with me. Really awesome person. I used to tell all these crazy stories about clubbing and stuff. And, uh, he was the operator of uh, the switchboard in the store. Like, hello, this is so-and-so records, whatever. So one time he was talking about, um, like he went to, he, he took the whiz to small claims court or something. I forgot what it was, but it was like he bought a VCR and it was shitty and they wouldn't give him his money back. So he sued and he won. And he would go watch the commercial and go, nobody beat the whiz. I beat the whiz, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> and then they went out of business so mission accomplished yeah good it's very sad he beat Joaquin. them to the grave <laughs> i'm trying to think of what man that's anymore. so funny remember rupaul no it wasn't rupaul sadly <laughs> I, did not, I, did not I just i just love the idea of of him talking back to the TV no matter where he was. like <laughs> In the store, that happened. That was like on TV, a commercial that was being played. He's at the airport. It's just, uh, I beat the way. <laughs> Tell everyone who can see that commercial so that they don't have the faulty knowledge that nobody beats the whiz. Got to correct the, the fake news. Well, Another uh, group that beat the Wiz is within the ruins. Progressive <laughs> Deathcore faction within the ruins unleashed their brand new video for Black Heart. This Friday, the punishing track comes by way of the band's impending full-length album of the same name, Black Heart, set for release on Entertainment One Good Fight Music on November 27th. Within the ruins... Great band. They bring the breakdowns. Check them out. New music this Friday. Boom, boom, boom. I love breakdowns. <laughs> like some hip hop breakdowns from Nobody Beats the Wiz. <laughs> sure. I'm not, I don't discriminate any kind of breakdown. Uh, let's see what else is going on. I do have a little uh, oh, story. Mm-hmm. Love story time, Darren. <laughs> This is too much. Oh, uh, you know what? Read your Wait, read your thing, and then we'll I'll bring I'll do the story later. No, no. I want to oh. I want to organize in my mind. Uh, okay. I tell this story. Well, 
while we're on the topic of music, by the way, speaking of body count, I want to mention we do have a Spotify playlist that we're doing. Uh, it's uh, we're calling it our music break, since uh, you know we don't really want to play full tracks on the actual podcast anymore. We we have a, a whole playlist where you can just access tracks that we recommend for you to jam. And uh, this week, uh, I picked uh, a track from Killer Be Killed. That's a new band with Max Cavalera, uh, Greg from uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, and Troy from Masteron, and Ben from Converge. Uh, I picked their song Dream Gone Bad, but I, the whole album is really, really good. And Darren, you actually picked Body Count, but you picked an older track, uh, still a great track, No Lives Matter you picked. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, Sid, you picked Foo Fighters, Alone, and Easy Target. Are these two songs? No, it's just song? one song. Well, why this song? I, the last few weeks, I just picked something that like, I was involved in a discussion in our Discord about. So this week, somebody asked what my first show ever was, and it was Foo Fighters on their first headlining tour. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite song of that era of Foo Fighters. So that's Aww. what I picked. And then Noah, you bring the heavy with Celtic Frost. Uh, yeah. with a As it gets colder in New York, it's just mm-hmm. the kind of music we want to listen to. Mm-hmm. I to like f- it. Like fall into our seasonal depression. Yeah. I like it. And I'm with you. I'm totally there, especially with the, you know, five o'clock darkness. The, the grimness is coming earlier and earlier, it feels. Uh, but speaking of grim and dark, I want to play this track. I've been avoiding playing it, but I think we need to we need to conquer it today because it's something that needs to be addressed on the show. Mm-hmm. And that is the new track oh, no. from oh, no. Megan Trainer and Seth McFarlane. This is <laughs> like I want to point out, I want to say something. Okay. Like, you know, death metal is an acquired taste. <laughs> And I feel like for people who've never heard death metal, if you just put it on for them, it's so it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like this, this is too much. Turn this off. Like the way quote unquote normies would react to death metal. That's how I feel listening to this right now. (laughs) How many times does this fucking song need to be remade over and over again? How many times? It's amazing. Every time they do it, it gets whiter. And what is this voice that she's using? It's like, this is her voice. This is the baby voice from Brooklyn Girls. She's one of the pioneers. It's the Marilyn Monroe voice. She is the one. She's the one who who Katie Shaw was imitating in the Brooklyn, like emulating. This is her idol. Let's cut to the. Fucking Seth McFarlane. You should do it as Stewie. That's all anyone gives a shit about. No one wants to hear you. Just like the ones I used to. It's like why? Like why even? Like just go and listen to fucking Dean Martin doing Christmas songs. He's doing a fucking Bing Crosby imitation. Bing Crosby, thank you. That's what. Why bother? Why it's bother? Same, but it's the same cringe I get from the award shows, from the celebrities awarding each other. They have zero chemistry together. Like, I doubt they're in the same room. Oh, yeah. 
going the, through the motions, you know. Here's the good news. This Cringe. this has been up for almost a month and it hasn't even cracked 90,000 views. So that's Goodness. good. That's good. Is it on uploaded by like a major label or somebody? It's on her official Vivo. Oh, okay. It's it's her official. Oof. So how many what's the ratio not, not enough dislikes i Only would say 15. either rob give it a dislike i'm not yeah. logged in so it wouldn't it wouldn't no. count me right now not with that attitude <laughs> wait, wait what's the spanish one say darren where i can't see it that one this is very beautiful song uh megan trainer is the best i love you now in spanish for our Spanish listeners. Está muy hermosa la canción. Megan Trainer es la mejor. I love you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so Real. exotic. So, oh, Megan Trainer did a whole album. The thing that's amazing to me about Seth MacFarlane is that he, like, made his career on basically roasting celebrities, more or mm -hmm. less, on his show. <laughs> and yet he does something like this with, like, no self-awareness at all. Like, how is the same person... He just doesn't care at this point. He's like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. But why do you want to do this? Why? Come on, man. He, he's so, released on. crooning albums. I he's know, released albums. It's so embarrassing. Things. It's so unnecessary and embarrassing. He's like definitely a narcissist. He's yeah. up his own ass. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he also now, I believe, has reached the threshold where he has like uh, yes men around him that yeah. don't tell him that this is a cringy thing to do. And he, yeah. He's too rich. Yeah. Also, yeah, like people are just like, hey, we need content. Do you want to put out an album? We'll give you this much money. Sure. Oh, I'm not saying that he shouldn't do it. I'm, I'm saying, saying he shouldn't like, do it. Well, all right. I can, all right, let me rephrase that. I'm saying if someone handed me money to do that, I would do it. But do do it somewhat artistically. Like it's the there's not adding anything to yeah. anything. You know, he's just imitating Bing Crosby. Yeah. And badly, and he sucks. He has no vocal range at all. There's Devin Townsend doing a Christmas song. With Megan Trainer? <laughs> Does he that I would listen to? Does he sing it straight or like Yeah, he just sing it straight. Oh my goodness. Why do we need this either? He said he did it because his uh family members of him of his have asked him to do Christmas. So do song. it on like your fucking Thanksgiving Zoom call. Why do we need to hear it? Well, you don't have to hear it. Or wait, he's Canadian, right? On your yeah. Canadian Thanksgiving Zoom call. Yes, I do have to hear it. Some jerk off on my Zoom call is playing it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this has more views than the Megan Trainer one, right? This is, no, 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 it no, came out yesterday, so now it will eventually. It's outpacing it for sure. Yeah. I approve. Yeah, no, it's a good I cover. love Christmas time. I was just thinking, I was talk, talking to somebody and I said, you know, this is the longest I've gone in a while without hearing or seeing any Christmas shit. Like, it, I made it almost to Thanksgiving, I feel like, with a minimal amount True. of being barraged by Christmas. But now it's starting up. Yeah. Well, well also not just supposed be, to go in stores. And yeah, you're not, exactly. You're not traveling as much. But I watch TV and all that. I don't feel like there was a lot of commercials with this stuff. Mm. Yeah. I do go in the stores, actually. I go pretty but, Like to the mall and department stores and stuff? Not every day, but I was in the mall like a week ago. Oh, wow. Three well. days ago, something like that. How is it in those malls? You wouldn't know there was any COVID. It's oh, like, God. 
other than a good percentage of people wearing masks but okay. like the, by the amount of people out you wouldn't know anything uh but there's quite a few not wearing masks too especially the workers like the people like the the, the clientele they they throw them out if they don't wear the mask but like the workers all will run around with no masks on Ugh. which i don't i hate to i hate to shit on anybody because i know they're working it's not an easy job and all that but it's like i just don't feel it's that hard to wear a fucking mask you know and I mean? they're the more at risk than the customers because they're around strangers all fucking day. You'd think they'd want to wear a mask. I yelled at somebody because like she like and it was the like the basically the, the store's owner's like wife or something. So oh, I didn't no. feel like I was yelling at an employee or whatever. Which I wouldn't do. But she refused to like I, I went in to order food. I ordered it rather than calling. I went in and she has her mask on the neck warmer position. <laughs> And I said, I, like, I, re- I really love your food here. I really like everything. The service is great. You got a sign on the front door that says you can't come in without a mask. Look, I got a mask on. You got a whole line of people here wearing a mask and you're not wearing the fucking mask. So why would I want, like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I feel, I feel like put off from, from giving you my, my, and she's like, yeah, it's all, uh, come on. I can't, you expect me to breathe for eight hours? Like she started giving me an attitude. Oh, I can't breathe for eight hours with this thing on. Okay. So I'm like, why wear it at all then? Just to yeah. put on a show for people? But they're going to fine us if I don't have it. So I was like, you got the wrong attitude about this shit, you know? And I walked out. That kind of leads to my other my story, if you guys don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Please. Great transition. So I went into the bank, into the ATM, not into the bank, the ATM vestibule uh, <laughs> to, to do some banking. And... Uh, I wait outside until I see everyone in there has their mask on properly, which usually usually is not a big deal. Once or twice, there's some jerk off that goes in there ahead of me without a mask on. So I wait two minutes or whatever. This is like during the daytime when there's still like foot traffic everywhere and stuff. This was it was about 6 p.m. Oh, OK, so there was a good amount of people going in and out, but most of them wear masks. So it's usually not a big deal. I go in. The last person who was even in there walks out. He got his he had his nose exposed. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Look at my phone for a minute. I don't want to take any risk. I know it's stupid. I'm the, the odds of me getting something like that are minuscule, but it just makes me feel better. So I go inside. I'm the only one in there. I go to the far left. There's like eight kiosks of banking teller machines. I go to the far left one. Uh, and I start doing my shit. Like 30 seconds later, a woman with a stroller comes in with no mask. Kid has no mask. Oh. Walks right next to me and takes kiosk number two. And out of eight, you understand? She couldn't even go to the far one. Comes right up on me. And I go, are you, are you serious? Like I stopped what I was doing. I turned. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, why are you on this one? Mind your business. I said, why? Like, why are you not? This is your business, though. Yeah, it is my business. You're gonna breathe on me. Do you understand? And you got to. She's. This is what she says. She says, "Why don't you put on two masks then? If you're worried about it." Oh God. I said, why don't you put on a fucking mask? She said, worry about your fucking business. Don't worry about my fucking business. I said, it is my fucking business because you're breathing on me. She says, you take care of yourself. I said, we all have to take care of each other. Then she called me the N-word. What? What? (laughs) Then she said, and I'm not going to repeat it, but in her Russian accent, she says, that's, uh, she says, uh, why don't you go hang out with all the other N-words if you want to put a mask on? 
I was like, well, first of all, what does that what? have to do with anything? And, and then said, she called you a Jew bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you don't belong here. <laughs> so that was my wow. Uh, wow. I didn't even fit. I, I was trying to move money between two accounts. So I took out like a thousand dollars and I was in the process of putting it into another account. And I didn't, I just walked out because I'm not going to stand there. So you didn't even finish your transaction. She might spit on me. Who the fuck knows? So she drops the N-word on you. What? And then you walk out or was there more? I was stunned. Like I couldn't believe the combination of things that just had happened. So I was like, I didn't even have a comeback. Like, what am I supposed (laughs) to say? Wow. Like you you called me the wrong racial slur? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't seem appropriate. Wow. Is there a word in Russian that sounds similar to the N-word in English? No. Like but it's the N-word. Used... There's yes, people in Russian that... say a Russian version of the N-word. It just sounds the same way. Mm. So there's no like accidental. She meant something else. And the way she said it, like it rhymes with beekeeper, you know, <laughs> it's like it wasn't even, you know what I mean? It was just... Ew. <laughs> wow. Yeah very contemptuous horrible woman i and then when I, I gathered my shit i just turned around and walked to the door and i turned around and said i feel sorry for your child because you have to be raised not yeah. only in the covid world with no fucking protection at all and your mother breathing on you constantly but you also are gonna grow up to be a racist so that's fucked up god damn fucking awful this is what's around I, I live in a hot zone like this is a hot zone zip code yeah. that i live in uh, that's what's around me. The schools are uh, shut down. I heard, right? I well, that's know. everywhere in yeah. Brooklyn. Oh, is it everywhere? I thought or in New should. York City in general. I think. Hundred. I don't. Wanna, I know we kind of transitioned away from talking about COVID all the time, but mm-hmm. but it's really crazy what's happening, man. Hundred thousand new cases yesterday. There's like said five or a six, second wave. Yeah, five or six countries that have no new cases and no deaths like every day now. Australia is one in, of them. In Thailand, they had a concert with fifty thousand people. Safely Who played. Yeah, I mean, we have them too. It was, a, it was like a. <laughs> ED, it was an EDM concert. <laughs> There's like, um, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I don't want to delve too deeply into the into the Corona stuff, but like, Australia isn't even like Australia isn't even like a well-run country. It's like they got a right-wing president i think if my geopolitics are right like they're extreme capitalists they're nationalists they're like anti-immigrant very backwards and just compared to the united states even they are doing shit correctly they have like complete lockdown though i know like in in melbourne they did you weren't even you're not even allowed to like walk your dog i'm not not anymore tend to know the specifics like i don't know they were locked down for a full month like you couldn't do anything yeah you you had like you could only be a certain amount of kilometers from your house they said well you're not allowed to walk your dog but a kangaroo would come to your door you put the dog in the kangaroo pouch (laughs) it takes it around the block and brings it back yeah no you were allowed to walk i think they got it down to zero and then they opened up and then from what i read the cases just started again so the lockdown didn't really well it worked until they stopped doing it and then it started again I heard kangaroo meat is how it started spreading in the first mm. place. Mm-hmm. Bizarre, I heard. Not I heard fish. that on the Sam Tripoli show. I don't know if it's accurate. <laughs> That's one of his live reads for a fresh <laughs> kangaroo meat. 
I see Hello Fresh. Yeah, so they had a lockdown, then it went down to like a few cases a day, and then they opened up more, and then it. But here's the crazy thing: the peak, its peak in Australia, was seven hundred and twenty cases in a day, and then they did another lockdown, uh, and now they're back to like thirty. If you know, double digit cases a day. So. Who knows? But anyway, you know, one thing we should deep dive on is this weekend, The Undertaker allegedly retired <laughs> at his 30th anniversary. Yes. Uh, and he's been doing this whole PR push. It's been a little weird. Like he's been in People magazine. Like, why is The Undertaker in People magazine? You know? Well, like a year ago, he put out that they put out that documentary, like the 10 part. Ep- episode thing where he like you see his real life for the first time so right and they're trying to like position it like it's like a 30 for 30 or or the last dance that like nba documentary and if you never watch wrestling like the the big deal about that is that he never broke or almost never broke character for like 30 years he just used to be the undertaker and the scary guy and like dead man and then now all of a sudden he's like going on the today show or whatever and like talking about you know you know, he, he can't walk anymore or whatever. So it's like a big deal to wrestling fans. Uh, although, is it? Not, uh, right. So I'm saying, I, right. I'm saying the intended purpose is that mm. it's a big deal. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it really is. So like, here's like the photos from people. Oh, like, here. here's him and his his daughter and his wife and their dog. The dog. Which one is which? Oh. <laughs> which one's the daughter? Which one's the wife? They both could be his daughter is the joke. Very yeah. young. One's his daughter, one's his granddaughter. Okay, that makes more sense. Oh no! Oh, are you kidding? From the moment he debuted That's as the kissing, oh. he's she's passing him his medication. That's the only <laughs> way he could take it. His hands are gnarled from arthritis, so she has to do it directly into his mouth. <laughs> so a pea shooter. So as part of the promotion, he set up a cameo where <laughs> he would he was only doing 30 cameos. And, you know, we joked about how uh, Vince Neal's cameos were three hundred dollars a cameo. There were only 30 available and they were each one thousand dollars. So the Undertaker and WWE made thirty thousand dollars off of. An afternoon's worth of work, no more than an hour's worth of work. Imagine having that much disposable income to spend a thousand dollars on this shit. Like, who the fuck cares? I mean, gonna, whoever you get this for is going to forget it in like forty minutes. Yeah, it's just a video. Here's here's an example. How many bedside photo sessions with Tammy Sitch can you get for a thousand dollars, man? What a waste of money this is. <laughs> I'd probably move in with her. Hello, Chris. I got your note. And before I thank the McMahons, I want to thank you for being such a fan. Hold on. (laughs) Did you just hear what he said? Before I thank the McMahons. So somebody paid $1,000 for The Undertaker to thank Vince (laughs) (laughs) I just, can we, are we positing a, a hypothetical universe here where The Undertaker receives notes? (laughs) <laughs> what is getting like is that on a post-it like how what how does this delivery system work that you do it's on a scroll being, this reaper of souls 
<laughs> by sending him what like a fucking gmail like how does how does he get notes i got your notes your penmanship was amazing very commendable i would suggest we switch to digital correspondence it is better for the environment chris you used the wrong your rest in peace the correct piece p-e-a-c-e not p-i-e-c-e i consulted with clippy your spacing was all wrong you're what makes the wwe tick and I also want to thank Vince McMahon, Linda McMahon, and the entire McMahon family because their vision has connected people across the world no. with the same no. common goal and same interest of sports entertainment. Did he did he, he paid a thousand dollars for Undertaker to say that? Like Hold what? On. Are you are we sure that what if this is just Vince makes him say that in every video, no matter what the person's possible. cameo is? No, I think that's no. just like pre-roll. I want yeah. to believe that that's what this is. So my man family. Hold on a second. Rob, if you press that download link, you can get this video for free? Sure, I guess. So if somebody have... paid for this to be made with a generic name, Chris. Like This could be like anybody's video. <laughs> Correct. Anyone named Chris gets this one, and then there's 30 and names you can choose. I wonder from. if there's a Rob. <laughs> from The Undertaker and Chris, thank you. Now, rest in peace. After this totally formulaic form letter I just read about kissing Vince McMahon's ass, rest in peace. <laughs> Imagine we open up the next one, and it's like, you know, bef- Bubba, I want to say, <laughs> before I cut condolences on your lizard dying, I want to thank Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon and all the CEOs of World Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> Hello, Sebastian. <laughs> it's the Undertaker. I, I oh, got you. The your mom reached out to me. I got your oh, note no. on Yahoo. <laughs> He's talking about his mom. My judo, mom came up. my judo mailbox popped up a notification from your mom. Your mom contacted me in Death Valley. <laughs> she told me you started a new school this year. <laughs> In fact, she also said that you were quite the baseball player. She said you suck at baseball. So, <laughs> from the Undertaker to you, Sebastian, I want to wish you the most merry of all Christmases. Very cheery. Your mom Good. loves you very much. Aww. But your father hates you. Sorry, I had to include something negative. <laughs> we have a rest in... Peace. What the fuck? You were great at baseball in school. <laughs> By the way, die. Rest in peace and die forever. Well, that's the thing that everybody wants him to do. So he has to end it with his like signature eye roll. Well, I had to walk the ropes. Fuck rest in peace. Move for me, motherfucker. Dance.
I wanted to see that kid's parents in a coffin match against the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one now? Hello, Johnny. It's the Undertaker from the WWE. Oh, oh, that Undertaker. Thank you. I just wanted to reach. As opposed to you know the Undertaker from you know NBC Sports. As opposed to Brian Lee, the fake Undertaker from SummerSlam that time. Out and tell you it's gonna be okay. Oh, you just keep waking up every morning and putting one <laughs> foot in front of the other. How? Stop! How? How? This? This is the opposite of what the Undertaker. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. You're gonna wake up. Sell out. You're not gonna wake up tomorrow. <laughs> You're gonna die. That's what the Undertaker does. He <laughs> doesn't wish you well and to get over your illness. <laughs> he brings you the illness. <laughs> he is the illness. <laughs> and then you die. And he sends you in a coffin. <laughs> Puts you in a. He folds your hands over your chest. <laughs> And then he, there's a three count, and then you're dead, and you go in a body bag, and then you get zipped up. You do not make a recovery. You do not go into remission. You do not get better. You die. Do not pass go. Collect $200. Do not pass go. Do not collect community chests. Rest in peace. This is so off-brand. I don't know why he'd agree to this. But it's great rating. $30,000. What's $30,000 to him, really? Come on. Let's hear it again. Hello, Johnny. (laughs) It's the Undertaker from the WWE. (laughs) And I just wanted to reach out Uh. and tell you it's going to be okay. I was very moved. You just keep waking up every morning and putting one foot in front of the other. And it's all going to work out. I needed to remind Johnny how to walk. (laughs) Forgot how to walk. Well, this is actually for a guy that he uh, did a botched tombstone to who's now paralyzed. So it's Ah. actually very cruel that he would send him this video. All makes sense. Now, see, now it's on brand. It's taunting. (laughs) Hey, are you still paralyzed? (laughs) Hey, draws. It'll it'll be okay, draws. Yeah, that I would. I have faith in you. I am now personally invested in you, John. What? So please. What? Go back. I am personally invested. Johnny invest a thousand dollars in him. He was so invested (laughs) that he forgot the guy's name. He forgot, and then he said it wrong. He said Ja. Like it's Ja Rule. No, John. I think he said John. He said Ja. Yeah, he like tripped up for sure. (laughs) So invested in you. I just want to see if he's going to say rest in peace because that would be really, really bad right now. He will because he's on autopilot. Hopefully one day I'll make it to Brazil and we can meet face to face. Yeah, okay. How much does that cost? Until then, Oh. all the best. Okay. And keep on fighting. All the rest. Oh, no. In peace. (laughs) All right, so he's like very present and like aware. I mean, the production value on these is better than most of the ones we've seen. Yeah. He's like in costume. Somebody's oh, yeah. holding the camera. There's a yeah, there's a lighting situation. Lighting. Yeah. You can't say he's mailing it in. Yeah. yeah. It's just the subject matter. <laughs> Way too cheery. Someone should have uh, sent him one that's like, I want you to tell me to fucking die and like be negative. Like, so why didn't anyone participate like correctly? 
I mean, I'm sure some people did. They probably picked and chose like which the third were. I don't were. think so. I don't no? think so. All right. Hello, Stacy. <laughs> See Undertaker. Stacy's mom. I want to reach out and personally say thank you. Thank you for being such a huge fan. Thank you for always supporting me. It's people like you, Stacy, that created a 30-year career for me. So I just wanted to reach out and personally say thank you. Yeah, you and said thank that. you for all of the blessings that you sent towards me and my wife. A what? Awesome. <laughs> now rest in now die. peace. <laughs> this whole uh, thing has the energy of something he should be doing at like age 70 if yes. he didn't make any money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not He's at the apex of his stardom. You know what I mean? He's never been more popular. Every creed it's the Undertaker. And I wanted to reach out personally and say thank you for being such a huge fan through the years. It warms my cold, dark heart. Everett, all the best this world has to offer. And may our paths one day cross. Rest in peace. You can tell that, like, this is one of the first ones that he did because he was getting a little creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gave <laughs> up. So someone else, like, pulled all the highlights here. The Undertaker. Oh, nice. And your mom reached out to me. She told me. You started a new school this year. Oh, we heard this, right? In fact, she also said that you were quite you, a baseball player. She said you fucking suck at baseball. <laughs> she said a ball went right through your legs, you embarrassment. And tell you it's going to be okay. You oh, yeah, he's out. Take her. And all the votes have been cast, and they've all been tallied. Uh-oh. And it looks like it looks like you, Donald Robbie, Trump is the, the greatest. <laughs> and it looks like you, Robbie, are the greatest Robbie, oh. fan of the last thirty years. Oh, thank you. With you and your collectibles, you've <laughs> become the number one fan of the Undertaker. Uh, Mark, cut that. It's the supposed to be edibles. <laughs> one fan. The number one creature of the night. Robbie, you are the man. <laughs> and you are. Someone please the extract one that. Fan. It's the under. Okay. Or our uh, Pazabini, whatever his <laughs> what? name is. Mark uh, Calloweeny, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Thank you for being such a great husband. Thank you. For being such a wonderful father. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. <laughs> Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Now rest in peace. <laughs> Someone really should have made him do that. Big hug. Uh. You should give your mom a big hug. And tell her it's from the Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. You should give your mom a big hug and tell her it's from The Undertaker. I'm basically saying to go fuck your mother. Fuck her. Tell her it's from The Undertaker. Give her your dick. Squeeze one of her boobies for me while you're at it. Fire Come. one off on her. Come in her. Ew, too far. Give her your seed. See, that would be on brand. I feel like evil. That would be like evil ministry undertaking. Yeah. From the 90s. <sighs> Birth me a demon spa <laughs> for your thousand dollars. <laughs> Your thousand dollar tribute. What's that one? <laughs> I don't hear the AJ. audio. Nope. AJ Styles. You're fine. Real fine. <laughs> Darrell. And anybody who doesn't like it can rest in <laughs> peace. On. So, is that someone told this girl she was ugly? And like she wrote to the Undertaker to tell her that she was attractive. That's what that's like. AJ. You fine. <laughs> you fine. And she says if if Darrell doesn't like it, yeah, he can step by us. you take day by day, step by step, and each day there things are going to get much better. And one day your heart surgery will be a distant memory. Oh, but I won't. Whoa, because I'll be haunting your dreams. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's hey, like that replacing is- one problem with another. <laughs> I feel like the, the cure is worse than a disease in that case. People, people paid a thousand dollars, but I'm getting all of this entertainment for free. <laughs> Take day by day, step by step, and each get day better so I can haunt better. you longer. <laughs> and if people don't go out and buy that book. They may come face to face with horror. Horror of the Undertaker. Horror. They're going to dance the horror. I'm going to prepare some latkes and come over to your (laughs) sukkah and eat some. We'll light the menorah. We'll light the menorah and touch the mezuzah and plant a seed in your mother. Oh, that's the other video. Sorry. And if people don't go out and buy that book, they may come face to face with horror. Horror of the Undertaker. Horror. By the book. Horror. By the book on goodreads.com. Gather around the table. We'll give you oh. a treat. Cradles to play with and latkes to eat. <laughs> why, why is this day different from all other days? I can't do the voice, but somebody say rest and pay us. Rest in pay. I can't roll my eyes, though. Sorry. <laughs> All elite Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's how I'm going to address you. Well, all elite Scooby-Doo. Congratulations. Oh, so I'm getting married. You did the right thing. You and Mrs. Scooby-Doo yeah, should right. be very happy. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, <laughs> eat Scooby-Doo. 
I wish Paul Bear was still alive to do these cameos. <laughs> oh. I'm sure he would make a killing. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's another one. Hello, Granny. It's the Undertaker. <laughs> I just wanted to wish you a late, belated, happy 91st birthday. Good Lord, 91. That's awesome. 91 years of dominance. Just like my 30 years of dominance. Except 61 You keep more. doing what you're doing. You have a great Thanksgiving. And if anyone doesn't like it, tell them that you'll send the Undertaker after them personally. And they will rest in peace i'm calling bullshit because like the real undertaker if he would have heard there was a 91 year old woman he would have been like outside her window like a yes. vulture <laughs> to heal her soul 100 percent. that's like his clientele the elderly right <laughs> he would have been walking the curtain rod in the nursing home like the ropes when he when he wrestles <laughs> oh my god oh <gasps> granny I'll be there in the mortuary. God. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made you out of death. (laughs) Is he pocketing the money? Is it going to charity? Like this 30,000, where is it going? Well, there was just a thing. WWE was in the news that they're demanding money from their clients. I mean, their employees' Twitch streams. Like when oh, they have God. a private Twitch stream or and cameo as well. That makes money. Yeah. yeah so WWE is getting a cut. Cameo is getting a cut. Yeah, he's probably making five hundred bucks a pop. Somebody just got fired because she didn't want to uh, share that. Right? Is that what that what happened? Selena Vega. Uh, I'm not sure if it was that or because she started a OnlyFans, oh, but no. it, it was non-nude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like I'd cosplay. fire her for that too. It was cosplay pictures. Like, Vince yeah. was like, you're fired for being a tease. <laughs> mm-hmm. They knew what they were paying for. <laughs> yeah, Cardi B has an OnlyFans. She's not posting nudies. She's not? I thought hers no. was nude. No. She used to be a stripper. There's plenty of that content out there if you want it. It's yep. fine. She doesn't owe us anything. Whew, well, that was it. That was a laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Thank goodness um, for Undertaker. Yeah, we're going to wind it down. I do want to ask if you had as much of a laugh as we did. Take a second. Give us a five-star review. It would really mean a lot. It would help us. You know, the algorithm would suggest our show to people that listen to similar shows that you listen to it'd be nice we'd really appreciate it so on your podcast app of choice give us a one two three four five star no, just or a five. thumbs up or whatever don't you don't have to cycle through the, the bad ones yeah don't even put that option out there rob <laughs> sorry oh, oh give us a good one good chunky burp and uh, once again, our Patreon, uh, we're going to be adding, a, uh, I guess, a new episode next week. We still got a whole week till that happens. So um, I guess by the time the next show is on. But yeah. for now, there's plenty of great stuff on our Patreon. Check it out. And of course, if you donate $10 <clears throat> or more 
Uh, you are one of our top live cast fans of the week, and one of those perks include a nice little shout-out at the end of the show, which is right now. And um, Except Rob can't shout your voice. Uh, can't shout your name today because he lost his voice. And we well, I'm going to try to do it uh, as the undertaker, but I might lose oh. my voice. Maybe you guys could help me out a little bit here. But we have Eric. <laughs> and then... Rabba Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin. <laughs> I heard you suck at baseball, too, Rabba Ganoush. <laughs> God. Benjamin, I hear your granny is 92 years old. That's cool. <laughs> El Tudorino with your seniorina Tudorino. Hey, she didn't pay for anything. Yeah, take that back. <laughs> Dan R, the R stands for, you know what the fuck it stands for. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Cattle G. Mindy Mays Kippa, I just want to say happy Sukkot. <laughs> it's Hanukkah. That's the one that's coming up. He's, he's, he's making his rounds. Yeah, the cameo recorded months ago. <laughs> Croc Destroyer, Sam, I aren't gender. The three of you will be thrown in one grave and you will all rest in Shasur Shasur sits Rest in peace (laughs) I'll throw you off of a French cage Onto an announce table (laughs) LaCroix You Will Live (laughs) The crustacean sensation, aka Godstopper, I will choke slam you into a pile of shrimp shells <laughs> and you will rest in peace. Ash Bazelov, Dallas, Rabba Vampiro, Shane. And Hugo likes tacos. You will be my ministry of darkness. And we will get Lando Danks. And hey, guys, it's Josh. And make sure they all rest. I thought for sure you were going to do something like Hugo likes tacos. This is what I'm supposed to call you. Hugo likes tacos. Why don't you and all elite Scooby-Doo get together? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's our show. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I think we're going to be on at 6 p.m., 6 to 7.30 Tuesdays. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Bear with us, but we're going to new episodes Tuesday nights. We love you. Thank you for sticking with us. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Master Bruce.